Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, DJ Shard Dangerous. And it's your boy, DJ Big Bopper. And we're here back with another episode of Wave, Wave of the, the Planet. Planet. So, um, it's the week of what, like the 23rd of January, which is crazy to me. Absolutely Man. crazy, because I, I remember this summer went by so fast. Bro, it's almost Valentine's Day, and I'm not even prepared. I thought, I, I'm just coming out of Christmas, and it's already February. I'm confused, so I'm not prepared. I thought I was on track, but now I feel like I'm kind of, I don't know. I feel like the Martin Luther King Day kind of put me off a little bit, too, because I keep coming in. I'm thinking, um, like, today's Tuesday. Yeah. So I've, I'm kind of, like, all off track right now. Yeah, in class yesterday felt like a Monday, and I have... Um I have one of my teachers every single day. And oh, so like gosh. seeing her yesterday didn't make a difference to me feeling like it was Monday. It mm-hmm. added to it. Uh, and that was ooh, interesting. I don't know why, but it's just put me kind of in a confusion. I've just been kind of like, I don't know, just been kind of weird this week. Yeah, but, I was going to say, how was your week? How has your week been? Well, I've got all my homework done. So there's that. And uh, I'm enjoying all my classes. I actually am in one. It turns out I don't need it for my degree plan. Um, so I don't really know what I'm going to do with that. I might end up trying to get it dropped. Or I might try to see if I can get it put into my degree plan. Or, Honestly, see if it'll count as an elective. Uh, my All my electives are filled. Oh. done all my electives. Wow. <laughs> well, honestly, every is it like, do you like the class? Um, Not really. Okay. <laughs> no. It's my night class, too. Oh. So it's like a three-hour class. And yeah. So I'm kind of like thinking about, mm, Let me just thank you, it. next kind of deal, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about yourself? Mine's been going pretty good so far. I um, I started my, I have another job, I work on the weekends. I, I'm moving up to the mountains, I don't know if I told you guys. So I know, she's leaving me. I, I am. I'm <laughs> moving up into the mountains probably in July, up in Colorado. So um, I'm going, I'm just like. Working a weekend job, trying to save up some money. Um, and so this job is, I work 12 hours Saturday, Sunday. I work from mm-hmm. 12, um, so from noon to midnight on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, and I had my first shift this weekend, and it was really good. I think what really, like, didn't, like, make me, like, the reason I wasn't so exhausted was because we didn't have class on Monday, so yeah. I could just sleep all day. I agree. Um, I didn't, know Me and my friends had game night, which was fun. But, um, which I, I didn't get that invite for. But, you know, I said friends. So <laughs> you got you got a point. <laughs> um, but that was good. And then it's been a good week so far. It's only Wednesday, but I mean, um, one of my classes I'm really excited about. I don't know if I've talked about it before, but this, it's like my capstone. Mm-hmm. So I get to like apply for jobs and do interviews and go. stuff like that. Like you know, yeah. um, and we have a real like in one of my classes last semester we had a like mock client that we got to create stuff for. But this semester, this is our real client that we're creating stuff for, and like, oh, okay. they're using everything we're doing. Yeah. Um, and I have my meeting with them today with my group, and so I'm really excited about that. So I think it's actually going to be a really good week. Um, awesome. What's your song? Um, mine's going to be by J. Cole, and it's going to be No Role Models. Oh, I think I know that one. It's a, I think I know that one. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really good song. It's um it's a really empowering song I feel like for a lot of people out there that might not have a role model in their life, you know, not somebody to kind of look up to. Kind of um like got a lot of their uh male parenting maybe from watching TV shows like um Pr- Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. 
and a bunch of other ones like uh, Chris Rock or Everybody Hates Chris and just a bunch of different ones about kind of just you don't need somebody to show you how to do to be a good person. And it's not it's up to you to be who you want to be. So I think it has a really good message to it. So I think take a listen. No role models and I'm here right now. No role models to speak up. Searching through my memory, my memory, I couldn't find one. Last night I was getting my feet rubbed by the baddest. Not Trina, but I swear to God. All right, you know, I appreciate some J. Cole. Isn't he having a yeah. new song coming out? He's actually has a song coming out today. So it's going to be coming out here later today. Um, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but we are going to have at least one new song by J. Cole released today. Hopefully, we're going to be having an album coming out. Um, I just, I'm really excited. I like J. Cole. I've, um, J. Cole? Yeah. You know? I like J. Cole. Uh, I like him a lot. I've enjoyed his music from when I was a kid back in high school to even still now. And I think a lot of his... Uh, Music has a lot, his lyrics have a lot of meaning to it, so I think it's really good to listen to. What about you? What's your song of the week, girl? Um, I'm gonna give your girl Ariana a little bit of hype mm-hmm. this week. Um, there, I don't know, there's been a little bit of controversy about this song. I don't care. I'm a black woman and I don't care because <laughs> she says, You like my hair, two things just bought it. Okay, she wears a weave, cool. Who doesn't? You know what I mean? Like to well, me, that's not controversial. I mean, I don't feel is it is there a difference between that and extensions, or is it the same thing? No, it's a, there's a difference. Oh, some okay. women wear weaves and some wear extensions. Oh, I see. Educate me. I thought I was the same. No, I, I'm, not necessarily. I'm just a stupid male. What do I know? A, whatever. <laughs> a weave is more like um, long term. Okay. Um, extensions can be like those are going to be the ones that you just like pull out at the end of the night. Well, I thought like I thought you get extensions like um, you put can, in. You can get extensions put in, um, but most of the time extensions are gonna go like like from like the middle of your hair, uh-huh. like down weave is gonna go into. See, I only say that because I have a friend who went in the other day, and she had, went into like a hair salon and they mm-hmm. put them in her. Hair. Yeah. So yeah, they'll put them in her hair. It's just like a difference of where they put them. Um, and also how long she's going to keep them in and things like that. I think it's like a month or a couple months. I don't know. See, that's, I, I don't know. I thought that was the same thing. So I didn't really think anything of it, Well, you know? And I mean, to me, it's not like a really a cultural thing anymore because yeah. white men, women wear weaves, black women wear weaves, Hispanic women wear weaves. Yeah. I mean, so I don't really like see it as a cultural thing. No, so. it's more of a, it's just a beauty modification. Exactly. It's like if that, if it makes you feel better, like do it. Like, yeah. That's how I feel about it. So the new song is called Seven Rings by Ariana. Um, it's on her new album that comes out uh, pretty soon. Actually, take a listen. Just bought it, I see it, 
So, anyways, I I love this song. Um, I think it's just so catchy. I was just shooting to it in you know the studio. We're sitting here in these chairs, <laughs> but I mean, we've talked about it. I how I enjoyed how Ariana Grande has grown and her music has kind of evolved over these past years. And I mean, and I agreed. I was I've been looking forward to her uh, "Thank You Next" coming out. Yeah, and you know, I think all of. <sighs> I just think she's been doing a really good job. A lot of her music is just really enjoyable to me now. And I just, I don't really know how to explain it. I guess it's everything that's been going, Pete Davidson and um, Mac Miller and everything. It's just kind of like changed and put a lot of more emotion and influences on her music. And I think it's, I think it's, um, she's been doing a really good job and she's been putting out a lot of good messages lately. So Yeah, just, absolutely. That's what I like. This one is um, kind of just about like her friends. It's called Seven Rings because basically... In the song, she's saying about how she's not going to get a wedding ring for a while. And, like, she bought seven identical rings, mm-hmm. like, would-be engagement or wedding rings for her friends. Um, and so they're for them. And, mm-hmm. like, basically she's, like, taking a while from dating. But, like, she's doing her. Yeah, she's also, doing it. Also, her new album is about to come out, which this isn't a news story, but we're going to make it one. Mm-hmm. Um, going into our news, music news. Um, she's got a new album coming out. Guess when it comes out? February 8th. How did you know? You already have it? Yeah. Do you have the track list, though? Yep. Well, let's <laughs> go into that. So we're going to go into it. It's uh, Thank You, Next. And there's still no confirmed release date for Thank You, Next. Uh, but Grande had heavily suggested to a fan on Twitter that it could be revealed on the coming on February 8th. In the same tweet spree on Monday, the singer revealed that Seven Rings is the album's final single before its release. So as it's been out, we know it's coming soon. She's been hinting it's going to be in February 8th, so I'm really looking forward to it, early February. Uh, the arrival of Thank You Next is one of the many exciting things that they have to look forward to in 2019. Sweetener is up for Best Pop Vocal Album and next month's Grammys, and Ariana is embarking on a Sweetener World Tour starting in March. She'll even squeeze in a festival. I think she's going to be at Coachella and possibly Lollapalooza. Yeah. yeah. So... What I think is going to be cool is that on the Thank You Next tour, she's going to be performing songs probably from her new album, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, Thank You Next. <laughs> like, good. from Sweetener, too, though. Oh, so, yeah. Like, Sweetener, and, that's crazy to me. Two albums in six months. It Well, actually, I mean, two albums in two years, technically. One came out in 2018, one came no, out no, in 2019. Six, uh, no, but six months like, oh, yeah. between them. Like, I know. That's just, nuts. I know. I I, I actually, I don't think that I've ever seen somebody come out with back-to-back like that and still be on tour and still doing all these. So, I mean, that's props to her. I mean, she, she'd gone for a little hiatus for like a two or three years of not making music. So I guess she's been, really been churning him out, really been sitting down and getting it done. Well, we got our track list. We got 12 songs on this track list. Can we read them off every other? Because I, I want to do the last one because I think it's funny. Okay. Um, so I guess I'll go first then. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one is going to be Imagine. Number two is Needy. How? No, number how, three yeah. is NASA. Uh, number four is Bloodline. Five is Fake Smile. <laughs> number six is Bad Idea. Seven is Makeup. Number eight is Ghostin. Nine is In My Head. Uh, ten is Seven Rings. Eleven is Thank You, Next. And number twelve, and my f- personal favorite that I can't wait to listen to, Break Up With Your Girlfriend. I'm bored. I, know, I saw that, and I was just like, how interesting to go from Thank You Next to that, and I'm just like, hmm. I like every other song, because I just read them like, yeah, needy? <laughs> okay. Bad idea? 
yep, that's me. Uh, well, okay. Ghosting. So, um, when she was talking on Ellen, she kind of gave on a little bit more details on what to expect. And she well, said- Well, you have to on Ellen. She oh, prays it out of you. Oh, yeah. And she goes, I feel like we made um, If the First Wives Club were an album. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, it's going to be- mm, it's going to be a little interesting. She said uh, that this was some of the most time, fun times that she's had in her life in the studio. I think what's happening with her now is um, because, like, on Seven Rings, she credits a bunch of, of course, the people who wrote it. Um, she credits a bunch of her friends, and I think she's starting to, like, lean on the support of her friends and just yeah. like, be there with them more and stuff like that. So She's definitely on, like, a um, just a... New like New Year, New Me, just kind of focus on herself, you know. I think she's just learning from the things that she's been yeah. like. She's been through so much lately that she's like definitely, okay, yeah. You know, um, speaking of Max, twenty seventh birthday was a couple of days ago, and that uh, that hit. Yeah, <laughs> they hit kind of hard. I just, it's just, it's so odd. Like losing, well, losing any artist is odd. It's just so odd because there's something that we. I think this was like one of the first um, music artists that kind of had like a lot of impact on a lot of our young lives. Yeah, to, to go for me, um, it to to me, it's I feel like I grew up with him, so it was like, yeah, whoa, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, rest in peace. Speaking of music artists, oh Jesus, <laughs> we got another thing with Chris Brown. Um, he has he has now been released from uh, from jail, but he had rape allegations against him in France. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, w- what he had ended up doing was he took this girl back to his place, and apparently she claimed um, that she was with a bunch of her friends. She got singled out, got and was uh, taken to his room, and um, was sexually assaulted by him. And then she also claimed one of his bodyguards as well. Uh, wow. But he has now, since then, been released and uh, released from police custody after the woman filed a rape complaint against them in the Paris prosecutor's office. And he said that he was detained Monday with two other suspects on a potential charges of aggravated rape and drug infractions. Um, the Paris prosecutor's office told the Associated Press that the man has been authorized to leave France while the investigation is ongoing. A post laced Tuesday on uh, Brown's Instagram page strongly denied the accusations, and he says, I want to make it perfectly clear, this is false. For my, um, And then he said, for my daughter and my family, this is so disrespectful and is against my character and morals. Well, I mean, <clears throat> you can't so, really say that after you punch Rihanna in the face. So here's the thing. But... When things like this happen. Um, there's always people who are going to automatically believe the woman mm-hmm. and there's people who are automatically going to believe the man. I'm not going to say whose side I'm on on this. What I am going to say is Chris Brown does not look good right now Mm-mm. because his track record does not help him at all. Mm-mm. I agree. And uh, I am a huge believer of you're innocent until proven guilty. Like we don't really have any information on the case. So I can't really make a judgment on it. Um, I just hope that if it did happen, I hope, uh, I hope he is punished for it, and I just—it's partially his fault. I mean, he shouldn't even be putting himself in these situations to begin with. I'm like just thinking about it in my head, and I'm—I'm 
I'm super careful about things. Like, I, I don't even curse on my Twitter. I won't even retweet something if it has a curse word in it mm-hmm. because I'm like, one day I'm going to be professional and I don't That's want my boss to see post. that and not get hired yeah. or like something like that. I can't imagine like even wanting to try and do something like that knowing who i am like knowing you have a big name knowing that's going to get around yeah that's why i don't understand and i know we're going to talk about r kelly next too but like i don't understand the point like when people sign ndas to me that's not going to stop me to me that's like a piece of paper Mm -hmm. that i i'm i i don't know why you're signing it in the first place but money what happens in the dark comes to light. I truly, honestly believe that, and I don't know. It's just crazy well, to me. Like I said, it, it's I. I don't even understand why he'd even be putting himself in this situation anyway. Knowing your past, I mean, he's saying um, that for my daughter and my family, this is so disrespectful. So why would you be taking these women back to your place in the to that, even begin with? And like, just think about the things that you have done that's disrespectful. Right. I'm like, Chris Brown has done music since the Rihanna thing and stuff like that. Um, but I don't think that he's taking the situation seriously. I don't seriously. I don't think that he's looked. He, I'm not. I he has looked at it like, okay, I still have fans that believe in me, so I'm gonna yeah. still do whatever. When I think that he needs to take a more of a humble approach. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, it just I don't. I don't like this at all. Makes me sad. I mean, he had his chance to reform. If this is true, he had his chance to, you know, show that he's not that person. Yeah. You know, show that he's a new person. So this is, I mean, it's kind of sucks. Definitely we uh, with Lil Dicky with Friday. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Like, that song isn't serious at all. Uh, yeah. And I was just like, I don't know if I would, like, want to do something like that after all these allegations. Like, I get it, but, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just... Uh... I said, innocent till proven guilty, but he shouldn't even been put himself in that situation to begin with. So yeah. I just, I think it was kind of ridiculous, definitely with his how he's saying, uh, like you said, for my daughter and my family. So like, why would you? Uh, anyway, yeah. I digress from that. I can't really do anything about it. But since you had kind of talked about R. Kelly, we're going to go into that really, really quick. Um, basically, what what this is saying is R. Kelly hasn't been. Dr- "Quote unquote dropped by anyone in music, um, and this was after uh, around 20 million TV viewers watched the six-part series titled "Surviving R. Kelly," and within the first week of its January 3rd debut. So that's insane to me to begin with. Yeah, I watched it, and according to the cable network, uh, the, the film ruled headlines in the global news outlets and its social media utterly outright. Um, last Friday, the reports began emerging that Sony, which owns R. Kelly's record label RCA Records, has finally, after protests and pressure from music fans as well as members of the industry, reached a sharp peak and came to agreement with the singer to part ways. So, RCA's website is no longer includes Kelly on its artist roster, and while the record label has not returned any immediate request for comment, one can assume his name won't appear there again. And it just, I mean... I agree. He should have been taken away a while ago, yeah. but and I agree with that part. This is the next part. I don't typically. I don't really agree with. I, so, um, what may seem like a major blow to Kelly's career, or at least a significant victory in the popular movement to diminish his influence, is actually didn't really um, do anything. And we kind of went over this like after that 
you, we were at the P, right? Yeah. And you had heard. Oh, no, yeah. We were at Bostock. Oh, oh, some kid was singing Ignition. And I was like, did he not get the memo that R. Kelly's canceled? So it's it just. <laughs> and, and the worst part also, because I watched that documentary. I watched all six episodes and it was painful. Mm-hmm. The worst part is that like his streaming jumped. Yeah, and that's what that. I'm about to get into. They were saying that um, because of the split of R. Kelly and his label not come to light, a record company letting go of an artist typically just means that it won't release new music from them in the future. So yet both parties will continue to profit off of all past music releases as long as those releases are in distribution. It is unusual for splits to uh, music release as long as they are uh, have the rights to the back of the catalog, and this would cut off its revenue stream from the catalog sources, say. So, I don't know if uh, any know, knows what exactly, but um, on the day Lifetime aired the, fi- the finale of Surviving R. Kelly, Kelly's back catalog stream shot up as much as 116%, according to Nielsen, rising from, from $1.9 million on January 2nd to $4.3 million on January 3rd, using a rough um, envelope calculation um, with about Point zero zero eight four cents per stream. That's a boost of twenty thousand dollars in a day. So Kelly streaming during the three days of the documentaries airing also saw a sixty five percent of a daily increase of his music being streamed. To me, that's disgusting. Because um, he's still getting all that music, the money. And I know that you're a person who is innocent until proven guilty, yeah. and you need proof. There is proof. There, there is a there video. is a there is so lists. much proof out there. And <laughs> just you know what it, it's that old saying you know uh, fool me once shame on me fool me twice shame on you third time like yeah. you can't how many how many chances you know well, like how many times can you do something before well, you get caught and the thing is he's been caught before he's been caught so many times okay, okay how many times can you do this before you are prosecuted guilty um well, evidently twenty seven. 27 or something he's at something like i mean it's been a lot and i just don't i don't think that i think it's finally starting to click for him because i think for the longest time and you'll hear in the documentary you'll hear um his wives and girlfriends they don't call him r kelly they call him robert his mm-hmm. ex-wife called him robert because that's who he was and they said that he was two different people they said that r kelly was this artist and he was mm-hmm. a good dude and he was real suave and smooth and he was real caring and then there was Robert and Robert was the one who was controlling and mm-hmm. manipulative and all this stuff and <clears throat> uh, it's just disgusting if you if you're if you're an R Kelly fan go watch the documentary and try and be one afterwards because I don't understand how you could it's just what it just disgusts me that pe- that they would use their power and their influence to do this to other people, you know, just and then like deny it, like mm. like there isn't proof out there, and then get away with it because they have all this money and power. That's what really just. Yeah, well, so we talked about a while back how Spotify started doing a thing where they, what what was it that they first did? They weren't going to play certain artists. Mm-hmm. They they uh they pulled them. They like completely censored um, different elements of them. 
Well, yeah, and then that didn't work out so hot, but they're doing something new now, aren't they? Yeah, um, Spotify feature that allows you to mute artists. And uh, Spotify had quietly rolled out a new feature allowing users to block any artist from automatically playing on a playlist, charts, radio, or users' personal libraries. Um, the feature is available to toggle on and off in the menu bar of each artist's page. And once an artist is blocked, Spotify will prevent any songs by that artist from being played, even though they might remain listed in any of the playlists. However, this function is unable to track when an artist is featured on somebody else's song. So that list of it's just says feet like R. Kelly, if you had blocked R. Kelly, that song can still come up just because it's not like by him. It's by a different artist. Mm. So um, it's not credited. If they're not credited as the primary artist, the block feature won't be able to do it. Um, block it. So the block feature is currently available to access on the Spotify mobile app, but is yet to go wide on the desktop app or the web player versions. Well, so, I have all three. <laughs> so I, you should at least get in on one of them. Then. Yeah. So last year, Spotify had removed music by um, the likes of XXXTentacion and R. Kelly from its editorial and algorithmic playlists as part of the uh, hate content and hateful conduct policy. That was the one. And um, following that backlash from its users, the uh, streaming giant ended up reversing that a couple weeks later and restore the artist's music to the playlist. So uh, the new Spotify feature arrives amid the height of the art, the hashtag Mute R. Kelly movement. And I think that this is what they should have done to begin with. This is perfect, I feel like. I agree. I think that this is going to work wonders because I don't remember who it was, but I've like had this conversation with someone before. And they said kind of like, well, just because of the mistakes that they've made now, like, does that mean that their whole reputation, whole livelihood should be ruined? And for me, this is my thing. If you've done this, okay, just like um, when a crime is, okay, say you work for a police department Mm -hmm. and you steal or try to rob a bank or something like that. You're going to jail for theft. You're also going to lose your job. Oh, yeah. And you're also going to have to pay certain things back. And you're not going to be able to get, like, the chances of you being able to get a job. Yeah, after that. going to be very So it's different with musicians because you, as a musician, you can go to jail and then you can come back and have a job still. You can come back and still make music and be fine. And And sometimes, most of the, if you're in the hip, if you're in hip hop, then most of the time, you know, they're going to support you. Because they're like, oh, it's not your fault kind of deal. It's a lot of the... And so for me, all of these sexual assault, rape allegations, things like that. Yes, that I absolutely think that that should cancel you. I absolutely think that you should not be able to be making money from your music anymore. I think your music should be canceled. I think you should be canceled because your actions have consequences. Mm -hmm. Your actions today may not affect things in the past. But your things from the past are going to affect your actions today. Oh, most definitely. And I think it's good, great. You made a good song 15 years ago. You made a bad decision 15 years ago as well. And I think that that should catch up to haunt you. And I don't think you should be making money. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, like I said, I, it just, I, I hate to see anybody in power, like, you abuse it. And it, it just makes it, I, I just don't understand why they can still continue to do it even though 
with all these movements in the past like three years, like we've done a lot about outing a lot of these people, yeah. prosecuting a lot of these people, getting a lot of um, punishment for a lot of these people that have done these and got away with it all these years. And I feel like finally it needs to come to an end. And I just that way there can be a lot less to fear out there in the world. I, I, there's enough evil in the world. Why why add to it? You know, it's just exactly. I don't know. Uh, there's one thing at least to kind of makes me feel a little bit better with the R. Kelly situation is a judge slapped R. Kelly's Chicago recording studio with a, a 6-6 building code violation on Tuesday, totaling in a potential of $66,000 a day in order that the studio, a space that the singer had turned into an illegal living quarters complete with kitchen, bar, room, and sauna, no longer be used as a residence. So, I mean, at least that's good because it's going to need an entire regutting of this building to even build, bring it back up to code. So it's at least can be up to $66,000 a day that it's there that he gets penalized for. So This is, this is what I'm talking about. Like, um, I like this. I like that. It, and it sucks that it took this documentary to happen, um, that people weren't believing women in the first place. But now that they're starting to believe him, uh, believe them, he's he is getting canceled. Th- this is not the first time he has been accused, and this is what I think. Also, I think it's very interesting the way that culture has changed, because the culture. I think the culture that we're in now is definitely part of the reason why everything has happened so fast. Because because just like think about back then, like if a woman made an allegation, mm-hmm. unlike now, unlike now, where if a woman makes an allegation, it's like for the most part, like, taken kind of seriously. Back then, it was either I don't believe you or I don't care. Well, what I think has meant a lot to help has uh, been, well, one, social media. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, that's part of it, Allows, like, allows... I felt like uh, definitely when I was younger, it felt like... uh, I I didn't see it as much because, like, my mother's a very powerful role model. That's who I base a lot of my... um, just my pre- or like what I see th- women as yeah. is based off of my mother, uh, so I, I didn't really see it as this. But they they seem to be like ignored, um, not uh, they just didn't seem to be held with the same amount of respect. Yeah, and they they were kind of shunned, hushed, talked over, and kind of dismissed. And um, with the with internet with social media is just all these different platforms or or it's given these women platforms to be able to voice themselves and like kind of get this information out. So it's not just dismissed and pushed away and, you know, kind of swept under a rug. Exactly. So it's good. And like, this is, that's another thing why I I don't do anything on my social medias. I don't post, I don't do nothing stupid because it's going to come back to you. Exactly. It's going to come back to haunt you. And that's the thing. Like I don't, so like Kevin Hart, uh, I don't actually know if he's going to end up hosting. This year? Well, they said that they want him to, but it's kind of up in it's just kind of up for grabs, right yeah. Like things like that. Because so, yeah, I know I've... Ellen's pushing to try to get him back. Yes. Yeah. And um, if you don't know, it was because he made a comment um, using the F word on Twitter. Here's well, my... I, I thought it was a homophobic slur or something. Was yeah, the, the F word. Oh, that yeah. F word. Oh, okay. Um, and so my thing is, and it's kind of like I don't know, like I feel. For him, because I do believe that he's grown as a person. Yeah, I mean, but those things are there, yeah. and you have to be aware of that. You have to be. My thing is like I've already started now. Like I go back and I look at my Twitter, and I'm like, 
oh, maybe I should not like that. Or maybe yeah. I should do eat that. Like, and that's just coming from a purely like, I know that in a couple months I'm going to be trying to get a job and my right. potential boss could be looking at this. Exactly. Um, and so it's like, I believe that you you grow from who you used to be as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but you 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 need to check it out. You need to make sure that those things aren't there anymore. If you know that you've said some things like that, then you know, get rid of it or apologize prematurely or just just know that and it, it doesn't make it okay that internet trolls are going to come after you. Know. It's not okay. But you can't deny it. You know, and I think he he did the right thing. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he like, handled the situation yeah, very he well. Yeah, he did. He did. And I think at this point, he doesn't want to host it because he feels like it doesn't Takes, really. Well, he said he didn't want to take away from like. From the night. Yeah. Because he he's like, now all I add is controversy. And exactly. he didn't want, you know, and I, I, I get that for sure. And I think, I mean, I think how he handled it was perfect. I, I mean, we, we're all ignorant at one point. And, yeah, you know, you grow, and that—that's the whole point. Is like as you grow, as you grow up, you learn from your mistakes. You learn, you like, you know what? Maybe how I was raised isn't always right. Yeah, kind of think for yourselves and grow as a person, and kind of see that. And of course, like our culture has changed. Like a lot of different views have shifted throughout the country, and I just think that it—I just don't think he should be come at him so penalizing for something he says. As he is kind of, is, he's kind of been a one eighty on the subject. Like he's kind well, of come yeah. full circle. Yeah, you know. What and I mean? so, and and that's the other thing. Like, I think that it comes with growing, but you have to be mindful about the things that you talk about. Definitely, because back then it wasn't. Yeah, I was about as, to say back then stuff didn't get. Well, that and it was like. Back then, being gay was bad. Yeah. And it was like... That's what I was saying, like, that whole cultural shift and, yeah. like, just the view on everything. It was like, oh, my kid's gay. I'm going to disown them or take mm-hmm. them to conversion therapy. I mean, which Whereas still... now, it's like, yeah, which... The fact that conversion therapy is still a thing is disgusting to me. But, you know... It's just... Um, but I I, I, I... I like his apology. Um, Willie Host, we don't know. Um... I'm okay if he does. Yeah. Like I said, I, I think he handled the situation very well. I think He's so grown since then, and he's evolved, and he shows he's not that narrow-minded. He's not ignorant anymore. Yeah. I know? just think that you um, – I think that when things like this happen, you need to take accountability, which he did. Yeah, um, exactly. And right. I think that you always just need to be mindful that that's out there. And that, um, Twitter is something that we use – and just like do random tweets and like don't even think about like sometimes you don't even think about what you're saying See, and that can come back to bite you. And that's why I don't always go so hard on people when I uh, like I'll just like kind of call them out on their ignorance. Be like, yeah. hey, man, like this is kind of like what it is now. Like You can't be like that. But like everybody it, it's not every everybody is a little ignorant and it's not their fault. It's just how they were raised. It's, yeah, it's how just, you choose to like grow from that. Exactly. Yeah. It's from when you think for yourself, you see these situations and you can be like, hey, this, I, even though this goes against my belief, this isn't a bad thing. This isn't harming anybody. This isn't, you know, that's how I feel in the situation. I think he did a very good job handling it. And I think, uh, think a lot of people should kind of take it and go with it and just kind of yeah. use it as an inspiration to see how they can act. 
Or and, and like bro. clean up your freaking social medias, dude. Like the thing is, like I got Twitter uh probably in like twenty maybe like thirteen or something. Mm-hmm. I was like fifteen years old. So of course when you're that young, even like you're tweeting dumb stuff. It doesn't oh, matter. Yeah. It's like oh, boarding yeah. class, well blah, blah. maybe something like that pops up and in your future job your future employer goes, Wow, this person wasn't paying attention in class. Oh, strike. You know? Yeah. Like just like I feel like personally as you especially getting to like the point where I'm getting to now, like as you grow up, as you change as a person, as I'm like starting to become more of an adult, um I'm about to start deleting friends off Facebook. I have like twelve hundred friends on Facebook. Yeah, I have that's a amount. lot. I don't interact with 1,200 people on a daily. Honestly, I'd say I don't really post anything on any of my social medias. I just lurk a lot. I kind of just go through and see what all my friends are doing. Yeah. And I kind of like to see. I was like, okay, who's going to be ignorant today? No, <laughs> like I post. Going through. <laughs> I post or I like stuff, but I'm very also very cautious with the stuff I like. Right. And it's like if I tweeted it, retweeted it, or liked it, then I know – or I know that if I'm asked about it, I know that I have a strong opinion and I will mm-hmm. um, say something. Just <sighs> social media, man, like with just everything today, Internet, everything, you just can't you just can't really like do anything and not expect repercussions. I mean, anything you do on the Internet, it's out there forever. Yeah, even if you exactly. delete it, it's still it's still out there. Your Snapchats it. do <clears throat> not go away. Uh-uh. No, nope. luckily, some of you think that your Snapchats go away after uh, 24 hours? No, they stay in the Snapchat databank forever. Luckily, though, it's protected by, uh, it's protected federally by a privacy act, so like... The, For now. The, yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> I mean, true. but the government's closed, so... Yeah, I mean, hey, so we sh- we're good on there. We don't got to worry about a law coming in for don't a while. Don't have to worry about so. paying taxes. <laughs> oh, wait. No, I'm kidding. You do. <laughs> They're still taking your taxes, but my taxes, too. But I'll get my uh, refund, you know, maybe next year. We'll see. Whenever they op- decide to open up. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, speaking of that, we'll go into uh, iHeartMedia's has a bankruptcy plan and approved by CEO Bob Pittman and receives a contract extension. Wait, so you- iHeartRadio is bankrupt? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, I see, they uh, they had fired or they had filed for Chapter Eleven. See, this is I I think this happened a little bit last year. That's why um, when Katie got the job at iHeart, I was kind of like. Uh, I had talked to some people and they were saying a lot of negative things about iHeartMedia, but I didn't hear any of that from, of course, John or her. So I was just kind of like, I was confused. I didn't really know what was going on. And I thought I'd seen something about a Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And I finally have it. Everything is in the court system. Everything's done, approved. So now I do know what's going on. It said, iHeartMedia has received the necessary approval for its Chapter 11 bankruptcy plan, which is cut into its debt load and spin off its outdoor advertising business. So the company expects this to complete its restructuring process in the first half of the year. So they should be done um, by July, is what they're saying, with their all their new plan. It says, iHeartMedia Chairman and CEO Bob Pittman and a President Chief Operating Officer and a Chief of the Financial Officer Rich Bressler have extended that their contracts by four years, keeping them in their roles throughout the following redistricting and restructuring process. Under the terms of the reorganization plan, the iHeart Media must complete an intensive restructuring of its balance sheet and it will reduce its debt from $16.1 billion to $5.75 billion and fully separate the Clear Channel Outdoor Holdings business as its own independent public company. 
iHeartMedia owns 89.1% of the Clear Channel Outdoor Holdings, and the Billboard Company was not part of that bankruptcy filing. So... Can they do – I heard their plan, right, and how they're going to mm-hmm. reduce that much money. Can they try and help with the national deficit? Because we're in debt too. Well, what I don't understand is how – they're just forgiving $10 billion worth of debt. Like just, Can you forgive my student loans, please? I know. That's what I'm thinking. I was like, man, you know how many people would – oh, man. With the government shutdown, well, I can't um, – um, I, I can't pay my student loans. So basically what they're saying is that they have to um, split their company uh, completely from the Clear Channel Outdoor Holdings and the billboard companies. So they got to split all that and then they're going to kind of um, liquidate some of that assets to help balance out this debt. And I just I just think it's kind of wild that the CEO, CEO and the CFO have all uh, extended their contracts for four years. Like why? Why would you keep the the management staff that put your business into debt to get you out of debt? I think <clears throat> I think that what I don't know. I kind of like that message. I kind of like that. Um, this is our boat. We're sticking with it, and we've got a plan to get out of it. Um, I didn't know that iHeart iHeart Media. Okay, so iHeart Media includes iHeart Radio and everything else. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that they were going bankrupt. See, like I said, I, I'd, I'd heard about it like last year. I heard a lot of bad things about it because Katie was going to try to imply there. Oh, and she, she did a, work there for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and, and she, she worked there. That's what I'm saying. So during that all the time, I'd heard a lot of different things from a lot of different people because I was kind of asking around, um, trying to figure out what was going on. Because like I said, John would tell us a completely opposite thing from what I'd heard. So I didn't really know what to believe until right now. Now I know exactly. No, no, no. John told me. Um, I remember, because I remember, uh, this, and this was before you got hired. This was, me and Katie were in his office one day, and Katie was, like, talking about jobs and stuff, and uh, she was, like, they were just, like, talking about radio jobs. John is uh, my old boss. He was in, your old boss. Yeah. <laughs> he was in the game for a while. Um, he's worked in sales. He's worked in media. Um, I'm actually going to send him a little email in a couple of weeks. See if he wants to help me out and getting a job. Yeah. Um, but uh, he also, he said that uh, iHeartRadio iHeartRadio was horrible. He said that it is not a place to go because Katie had told him actually that she had um, an interview there and she was applying there. And he said, "Don't do it." He said that that place is going to go bankrupt. And I was hmm. like, "Huh, really?" Maybe it was somebody else who told me that, and then John was the one who told me that. Yeah, because he's always told me he's always been like, don't, uh, don't go to places like that. He said they don't actually they don't have a lot of money. They are going bankrupt. He says I don't even know how they're able to put on the things that they're putting on now. Okay, like, so yeah, John must have been the one who told me that. Then I don't know who who else would have been kept telling me. Oh no, it's so great. Because yeah, okay. like I said, we did have Katie. She she worked there for like a half a year, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, she worked there for a while, and she seemed like. Everything was fine. Well, I, I don't know why. I think she left because she moved. But um, mm-hmm. they put on Jingle Ball every year. Well, no, so they have the iHeart Music Awards. They yeah. have the um, the iHeart Radio giant show. They have a bunch of different things. That's why I was like, hmm, I didn't know they were bankrupt. And that's why when he told me that, I was like, that they have so much going for him. But well, I think he wasn't wrong. Well, I mean, think about it. 
Pan- we used to use Pandora. We don't use Pandora nearly as much anymore. Yeah. We, like Spotify is basically, I mean, Spotify is a big one that you use. There's Apple Music. There's Amazon Music. Yeah. And then, of course, there's YouTube Music or YouTube Red, which, I mean, uh, I don't really. <laughs> I use YouTube. I don't use YouTube Red or YouTube Music. Yeah, me neither. I just use YouTube. Um, but iHeart Radio used to be one of those, too. And I just, the past, like, decade, I don't feel like I've ever used it. And I don't feel like anybody uses it nearly as much. Like, I feel like the other platforms have kind of overtaken it, and it's just a better platform. However, I know iHeart um, Radio doesn't. I think it's iHeart Radio that allows you to listen to any radio station, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And, and then so, they also have their streaming platform as well. Yeah, that's why I used to listen to a lot of iHeart Radio when I was in high school because um, <clears throat> I went to a tech high school. I think I've talked about it before, but I went to a tech high school when we had uh, laptops and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and they would like block YouTube. Because we would always watch stupid videos. And so um, instead we'd get on our heart radio and stream stuff on their website and just like stream music. So. Sounds about right. So. That sounds about like, that sounds about right for high school. <laughs> Luckily, I mean, well, I guess I went to high school before that was like a thing because I had a high school, it was my sophomore year that cell phones were banned. That they're like, I right, can't have cell phones out and about. And we didn't even have Wi-Fi yet at that school. So, I know. You just aged yourself. But (laughs) I do remember, ah, just, man, I remember kind of that generation or that era. Because that's when a lot of my friends, they were on, like, iHeart Radio. They would use that. um, That and Pandora. Those were the two big things. Now, it's, like, Spotify. Like I said, I, I don't. Really, I don't really know anybody that really uses iHeart Radio anymore. So I, Me neither. I can kind of see why they're going uh, going bankrupt. It's not really their fault. It's just they there's just better things out there. It's just kind of like why Best Buy is kind of going going out of business. A lot of these businesses are just going out of businesses. Well, there's other things are just better. Like, yeah, that's a whole Netflix thing with um. Oh man, why can I Blockbuster? Yeah, because like, Blockbuster at one point did have a um online streaming service. Well, and Netflix used to not be an online streaming yeah, service. Yeah, it used to be. Where, I remember when It used when to Netflix be only strictly like, send you the DVDs. Yeah, yeah, and you pick your DVDs that you want, and mm-hmm. then they send them to you, and then you have to send them back, and you have to put them in the box. Exactly, because that, that's, um, that's where they split from, like, that's how they beat Blockbuster. Because yeah. while Blockbuster had their, kind of like, they had a streaming service as well, Netflix just did it better. Yep, and, and that's a what put them faster. Yep. And then like, um, even with Redbox now, mm-hmm. I still use Redbox because there's certain stuff that's like, oh yeah, you Redbox can't find is it online. And so Redbox is amazing. I use that, and then there's I use, like seven of them in town. And then I use Amazon, <clears throat> and then I use also Amazon because Amazon I can Prime. rent right off there, right off. Well, I have Amazon Prime. Yes, and um, well, like two free day, free two day shipping, and so that comes with a lot of stuff. too. Yeah, it comes with uh, like I use my Amazon Music because mm-hmm. that allows me to download all my music, and, and then it's got a bunch of it. series and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's that got really good. A, it's and it has play like I can go on um, if I want to listen to stand up comedy. There's like stand-up comedy uh, station. There's 80s station, 90s. There's everything. But I think um, what the difference is, like like we said, they didn't adapt to change with, like, nobody anymore. I don't ever get on and, like, I never get on for, like, Amazon Music. I'm like, hmm, I want to listen to 
137 back from home, you know? I just play the songs I want to hear. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to listen to all the ads. I don't want to listen to all the talk show or the, the hosts. Or, I just want to listen to my music at that point. Yeah. So I, I feel like that might also lead to, because Spotify, Amazon, all these, you can just, iTunes, you can just be like, I want to listen to this, 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 boom. Yeah. There. I do that every single morning. I get on my phone before I get into the car and I do a cue and I literally just like, it takes me like yeah. three songs to get to school. Okay, these are the three songs I want to listen to on my way to school. So I, I think that doesn't help by any means because oh. it's just like nobody really. Yeah. And let me plug something from Spotify really quick because I'm dumb and I didn't know this. Mm. Right. And I'd seen it around, but I didn't think that I could use it. Spotify has the the like student thing where you like pay five ninety nine for the student discount. And you get And you get Hulu. Hulu. Okay. Well I have Hulu and I have Spotify Premium. And the it is the student discount for Spotify Four ninety nine, right? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that I could do it because I was like I already have a Hulu account. Oh, no. Do you know that I was paying thirty five dollars a month huh? for Spotify, Hulu Premium and for Netflix? And I have Amazon Prime. But I now I was gonna say if you didn't know about Amazon Prime, they also have a student Yes. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I'm not paying 116 dollars yeah, like a month. 40. It's like yeah. I think it was like it was just year. like 60 that I just paid. Like, yeah. Like a couple days ago. Um. So now I pay 15 dollars. Yeah. And it's like my Hulu has commercials and I'm fine with it. I'm not picky about. it. I don't care. I mean, you can't watch commercials. Nah. Oh, Bob's too bougie. He nah. can't watch commercials. I'll watch commercials for five ninety nine a month. Yeah. That's yeah. It's I don't want to pay 12 bucks a month anymore for that. I have to start saving up for bills and stuff. Yeah, I mean it's understandable. I cut out I cut out certain things to allow me to have a Netflix account, a Hulu um, premium account, and my Amazon Prime account. Yeah, like I have because, like, like for instance, I don't have cable. Yeah, I, have, I, like, I my cable bill was more than all those bills combined. Exactly, and that's the thing. My mom, she has we don't even have cable. She's got like an antenna mm-hmm. now because um, we got her an Amazon Prime stick. Yeah. And so the stick, the cost of the stick was like, what, like 45 bucks or something like that? And you can get them on sale, wait for them to go on their flash sales, they're 20. That's what I got mine for. Exactly. And then with that, like I've got Netflix and Hulu and and Amazon Prime and stuff like that. So literally you plug that into the TV, you don't need cable. Exactly. And Hulu Live TV, they have that and it's like, what, maybe 30 bucks a month? Not only that, I know um, there's the Fire TVs, uh, the Roku TVs, uh, any of the smart TVs now. They yeah. all have all those streaming apps already pre-programmed in there. Into them, exactly. Yeah. And our, we have a smart TV in our living room. The only thing I pay for, like, I I don't have the cable. I don't have a phone. Yeah. Like, because who, honestly, who uses a landline anymore? We, we just got rid of our landline like two, three years ago. And I, mom and dad, if y'all listen to this, I, oh, why? I mean, I get it. But, like, they're still in a bundle. They still have cable, too. Really? Yeah. Well, okay. I do have to say. I mean, if they're in a bundle, that makes sense. Yeah. They, but... They're using the bundle, which I get. Like, their cable package is actually pretty nice because um they have tivo (laughs) and tivo actually makes tv really nice it almost makes it kind of like a netflix and a prime kind of deal almost um but like a landline they they never use their landline it's funny they'll they'll like ring they'll see number pop up eh. i I haven't seen them answer (laughs) i haven't seen them answer the home phone however actually i do I, i take the back i do know why we have that we do have a landline, and so I take it back. It's because we have one of the old phones that doesn't need electricity. It needs to just be plugged in, an old analog phone. Oh, wow. And uh, so for when we're in the hurricane, the electricity goes out or something. We mm-hmm. need to 
Uh, th- it definitely happened, I believe, the last time we used it was during Katrina. Because our power was out for like seven, eight days. Like, so right. just to kind of like update our family, let them know we're okay. Yeah. You know? To give everyone a call. So I, I guess, okay, I'll take that back a little bit. But the rest of it's just kind of like I pay less um, for Amazon Prime, Netflix, Hulu, and Internet than I would play, pay for a cable bill. Yep. So I, it's just like that's a well, st- yeah. that's what I think is the next thing that's going to be like going out, phased out, like bankrupt mm, or cable. cable. But the only thing that's keeping them alive is they are also ISPs. So if they didn't, if they weren't internet service providers, they probably like yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Because like think about it, the only and the only programs that would really have to suffer are like your local news and mm-hmm. stuff like yeah. that. Because everything Which, else... I mean, that's what you get the uh, the uh, antenna for because that picks up all your local channels. Exactly. Because everything else is on cable network TV, which is streamed easily. Streamed. Exactly. Because I, I like my parents, they have CBS All Access. They watch all their Survivor. Dad mm-hmm. watch all Star Trek Discovery. Like, everything he needs. Like, we'll everything watch. we need is a... Or basically apps, like uh, Shows, Stars, Cinemax, HBO. They're all bundled in my Amazon Prime. Like, well, okay, my parents pay for all those in their cable bundle, and I just use their codes on the Amazon Prime to have them all unlocked. Kristen's parents have Xfinity, Mm -hmm. and so, like, we missed Love After Lockup last week. So we we used Xfinity. Xfinity. We used Xfinity <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> um, and, like, literally everything else. I love Hulu. I will love Hulu to the day I die. I think I have both Hulu and Netflix, and I'm going to keep them both for different reasons because, like, they drop different content. Oh, yeah. I definitely. love the fact that Hulu has, like, I watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like, Grey's Anatomy, stuff like that. If I missed it on Thursday, I can watch it Friday morning. Exactly. I can watch it Friday at 4 o'clock in the morning. And, of course, they have uh, The Bachelor Every Tuesday, they'll have their new episode of The Bachelor. I watched it last night. We're actually going to do a segment of The Bachelor. Do you know why? Because when we talked to the analytics lady, she said it'd be a good idea. <laughs> so we're going to start doing a little Bachelor segment. Well, we do have the girl from Red Oak is on it. So Demi. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. See, like, see, okay. not a fan of Demi, but then like. She's there for the drama. No, absolutely. 100%. Like, I, I knew immediately that that one woman... I can't remember her name. The one who gave the dog. I knew she was going to stay simply because she was drama. The reason yeah. she went home is because she stopped being drama. Exactly. I think Demi and Tracy are going to have a lot of drama this season. Oh, most definitely. Demi and Tracy, uh, um, Kaylin her- and uh, Miss Alabama and Miss North Carolina. But I know who the final four is. I'm not revealing it, but I know who the final four is. Okay, you do? And yeah. it's one of them. One of them is one of them. That's all I'm saying. But anyways, yeah, I think Demi versus Tracy is going to be good all season. <laughs> We're going to have like a little Dude, five minutes. Honestly, anything with Demi, I feel like, because I've seen her interact with a lot of the girls. I can't remember off the top. I think, no. Did she have, she had something with Onika? Onyeka? Onyeka, sorry. Yeah, she's just like very like too much sometimes. And then like, if you want, we don't condone drinking if you're underage, but um, there's like... You know, there's always, like, those tweets about drinking game for so-and-so. Like, mm-hmm. of course, this season, it's Colton is the bachelor, and he's a virgin. So it's, like, drink every time someone mentions his virginity. <laughs> and then we, like, added our own reasons, like, drink every time Demi mentions her age. 
because she does no, it so Tracy much. No, 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 Demi does it to Tracy. Demi's like, well, us young girls, and she'll always, like, in the confessionals, she'll always be like, well, the young girls, like, I, she's like, I don't blame Tracy just being around here with all these young girls. Okay, but maybe maybe I don't pay a lot of attention. Maybe I, because, I mean, but from what I got from it, Tracy is the one who goats her. She's the one who's like, um, he needs, she knows what he, they want. Like when I was young, like your age, like I've I, only seen that like twice. I've only seen Tracy really go after her twice, but I've seen Demi like just like actively all the time. She's always like on it about her age because uh, most of the girls are like, there's a lot of girls yeah. who are 23, yeah. and then Tracy's like the poor Canadian gets at home. Yeah, I was like, I would have picked her. Just Spoiler she's alert. Canadian. Yeah, that happened like this week, last week. Uh, she was pretty though. Yeah, no, she was pretty. I didn't. I felt bad for her. I like. I, I, I don't. I guess I don't really pay all that much attention. I but just, he watches, and that's enough. Um, but yeah, Demi's going to stay because she. Demi is going to stay because she is drama, and then of course she's from Red Oak, Texas, which is only about an hour and a half away from here. Yeah, I'm like rooting for her kind of not really somebody compared her to tommy laren because it's right next to wax Wa- waxahachie <laughs> somebody compared her to tommy laren on twitter and she was like oh no and i was mm. like all right okay Demi, i like you Just, but we have another story we got some sports stories but uh but what do you for, got for that i got my last uh my, my last little music story I, I don't know you might you might have heard of this artist uh iggy azalea who she did a, a oh, fancy... Oh, you mean that, that, that girl who sang that one song, Fancy, who had the music yeah, video that was yeah, supposed to be, like, clueless? Yeah, like, like okay. you know, like, four or five, six years ago. <laughs> that was a long time ago. It might have been six years ago that they came out. Fancy came out a while ago. Because I was in high school. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't really heard anything new from her. But apparently she is now casting talents to work as an extra in her upcoming music video. So the artist posted on Twitter saying, Hi, calling all fabulous Atlanta residents. Please help. Azalea posted on Twitter, I am looking for 20 people who can serve me. Any of the following looks to volunteer yourself as an extra in my next music video. Schoolgirls. Mean Girls in the Morning. Bookworms, boys who can strut, masculine jocks, cheerleaders, crocodile tears, southern charm derby day, realness. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what that means, but. Let me see. Let me see. You have to let me read them. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know what that entails. I'm trying to. (laughs) Where? Are we starting here? Okay. It's the southern charm derby. Day realness. I don't. Yeah. I don't know that. So, schoolgirls, mean girls in morning, bookworms, boys who can strut, masculine jocks, cheerleaders, crocodile tears, southern charm derby day realness. That's me, baby. <laughs> Power suit, men in suits, stunt queens, fashion funeral attendants. So that's what she needs. I want to be man who struts number one. I got a power strut, bro. <laughs> She's looking for actors and models who are over the age of 18, have a flexible schedule, live in Atlanta, Georgia, and have their own means of transportation. Um, so if you want to apply, you can email your name, age, and your look before February 1st to sallywalkerextras at gmail.com. If any of you guys live in Atlanta, there's no reason to not do it. Yeah, why not? That'd be fun. Like I said, I, I still think I, I would be a boy who can strut. Man who can strut, number one. To me, it's just so funny. Like, not that Iggy Azalea gets hate. And Fancy came out in 2014. So, like, it's been five years now. Okay. Whoa. 
But like I was close. Yeah, hey, for no, yeah. first time I'm kind of close on something. It's just <laughs> like kind of funny, kind of messed up. But like people will be like, "Oh, let me go stream Fancy real quick so Iggy Azalea can buy a cheeseburger for dinner tonight." God. And someone, and then, but like she'll tweet, she tweeted back up with this one girl and was like, "Can you stream work too so I can get an ice cream?" <laughs> and I was like, "Ah!" But I think somebody said, "Wow, you know the machines broke." But see, like, see that's how I kind of thought Cardi B was going to be when she first came on the scene. It was going to be another Iggy, you know, like a couple like hits a and then couple hits gone. And then fade. Yeah, but she hasn't. She's still she, strong because, like, she's not a one-hit wonder. Because, like, yeah. I can think off the top oh, no, of my she head. Is. Uh, she's very good lyrically. Work, um, and then what was the other one I was thinking of? Money. No, 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 not Cardi B. Money. I'm thinking um, about Iggy Azalea. Um, ah, there's another one that I just. Oh, um, Black Widow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See, she's got like a lot of good hits, but I don't think that she did the right thing to like maintain herself up there. Yeah, I like those songs. See, she kind of just. just didn't I, I don't know if she just beg stopped. for it. That's the one I was. I'm gonna make you beg. I'm gonna make you beg for it. Oh, okay, yeah. I like that one too, but like I don't think that don't, she uh, did like what she needed to like maintain. Yeah, it kind of seems like after those kind of fell off, she didn't really do anything anymore. She though. had cream come out this year, and it was okay, but like yeah, we talked about that. I only listened to a couple off of that, and I, I just it, it wasn't. I just don't want to try to compare it to her original work because it's just not—it's just not the same caliber, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, but I'm glad Cardi's still here, and it's good to see her trying to come back. So, I mean, this could be a resurgent of Iggy. So, I mean, we'll yeah, see. we'll see. Um, on to sports news, we are going to talk about uh, marijuana for a second. Um. So, if you don't want to hear about the weed, you can skip about, I don't know, probably about like five minutes or so. And, but, of course, we're just going to be reading the facts. This is nothing this, to do yeah, with... Yeah, this is just going to... This is a, a story from... Uh, it's about CBS News. Um, yeah. These views are solely ours. Uh, these views and opinions are solely ours and do not reflect the views and opinions of the station. KXDR 100.7, KTRL 90.5, or Tarleton State University. We just have to say that just to let you guys know. Yeah, this is just news. This is just about what's going on, and we thought it was interesting. So Yeah, uh, you know, I a sports, and um, I actually do think it's pretty interesting just because of something that's happening uh, in some happening in my life right now. But, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so Acreage Holdings is a cannabis company uh, backed by John Boner. Uh, he says CBS rejected their TV advertisement that calls for the legalization of medical marijuana. The network nixed the proposed spot after seeing a rough outline, according to the company. So Acreage Holdings, the multi-state cannabis company, says CBS rejected their um, their television advertisement. Um, there, you know, CBS is the home of the Super Bowl. Right. They air the Super Bowl every year. Um, well, they're they have um, almost. Like complete control over NFL, other than the only other place it can broadcast is ESPN, right? And Fox. And Fox, okay. Mm-hmm. And like Fox is the official the station Fox of the media. Cowboys. Yeah. So. Um, they the it's on February third is when the Super Bowl is. Um, while medicinal marijuana is now legal in more than thirty states, the federal prohibition on cannabis has restricted research and made it difficult for some potential patients to get their hands on a drug that proponents say helps treat seizures. Pain and other ailments. 
The advertisement aimed to create an advocacy program for constituents who are being lost in the dialogue. Um, Acreage president George Allen said, uh, Super Bowl airtime would have been the best way to achieve this. It's hard to compete with the amount of attention something gets when it airs during the Super Bowl. Uh, CBS didn't immediately reply for a request on Monday, but Monday was a federal holiday. Uh, The Super Bowl is typically the most watched television game of the year, and it's an opportunity for brands to get in front of millions of Americans. Mm -hmm. Companies typically debut new publicity campaigns and air their most creative commercials during the event. Some viewers eagerly anticipate the advertisements run. Uh, during the stoppages in the play, so it'll be like well, during timeouts. Some people times. watch it just for the. No, no, no. Yeah, I legitimately know people who watch the Super Bowl only for the commercials. That's going to be me this year, hoping the Rams win because I'm not a Patriots fan. <laughs> um, in past years, some advertisers have also grabbed the spotlight, offering up commercials that weren't likely to be approved. Acreage, one of the most valuable U.S. weed companies with a market value of more than $2.4 billion. Jeez had hoped to raise its profile and push for increased access to medicinal marijuana. The proposed ad features two subjects who have benefited from medicinal cannabis, a veteran with combat injuries and a child with seizures. Uh, Super Bowl ads are expensive, reportedly costing more than $5 million for an average 30-second spot last year. Acreage, which went public in Canada last year, was prepared to pony up and created the ad thinking it had a legitimate chance of getting onto the air. Mm -hmm. The company said it was careful to position the spot as a call to political action rather than a pitch for its brand, which now has cannabis operations in roughly 15 states. So, see, just what I don't understand is, you know, see, read that real quick so I don't get this wrong. It's saying that um, that they were saying the federal government was saying that it has like no. So what they're saying is medicinal. Marijuana is legal in some places. Mm-hmm. It's not legal in others. That's because of the federal prohibition. Well, th- that they were saying that um, th- they have no record that it shows that any medicinal help, which uh, doesn't really make sense to me because, like, even in Texas, CBD oil is Oh, legal. no, no, no. The, okay, so they're saying uh, while medical marijuana is now legal in more than 30 states, the federal prohibition on cannabis has restricted research and made it difficult for some potential patients to get their hands on the drug. Oh, okay. So they're I was saying- to say, I've seen, like, even one of my own friends, and even in Texas, uses that CBD oil yes. for his epilepsy and seizures. Well, CBD oil- doesn't have like the THC in it, right? But it's and so that's fine. There's actually a CBD shop opening up, uh, like in my hometown. Well, I, I know. I was very surprised. We'd been talking like you can get CBD at like gas stations. I, I've actually thought about taking trying CBD because I have issues sleeping. Mm-hmm. That is not going to get you high. It's right. It, the THC gets you high. The CBD is what relaxes you. Right. And so, um, um, with this, I think I saw some stuff. Like, you know, I always look at the comments and stuff. And there was one guy who was like, yeah, keep pushing those beer ads because, you know, I don't know if you've looked at the statistics of how many people have died from overdosing on marijuana versus how many people have died from alcohol abuse. But um, to my knowledge, no one has died of overdosing on marijuana. Also, in this instance, it's medicinal. Mm-hmm. And I See, that's what I was confused. Like how I heard it, it was like they were saying no because it wasn't. I was like, even yeah. in Texas, I hear even in Texas, I hear ads for uh, medicinal marijuana or like the push for it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, and so in Texas. <laughs> yeah. What they're saying is like the federal prohibition is what's making it hard for Yeah, that's understandable. To. And so it ties into something that I'm doing for one of my classes right now because in my government class, we have to like write basically um, 
last week we did uh, we do a discussion board every week, mm-hmm. and uh, one of last week's discussion boards was like, um, "Who are you? Where are you from? Stuff like that." And then it's like, "What what's one issue um, that you um, think is with the government or something like that?" And my issue was that um, uh, well, my issue I think I said something I said like. Uh, not issue with the government, but mm-hmm. it was like, what is something that you like advocate for, stuff like that, right. or like something that's like deep close to you or whatever. And I said like helping the voiceless, basically like disabled stuff yeah. like that. That's where I'm working at my new job. Um, but one person said the mishandling of differentiating drug charges, and I like looked at that for a second, and basically they're meaning how like marijuana is legal, recreational in some places, yeah. medicinal in some places. Um, illegal in others. And so you end up in the wrong state with a dime bag in your pocket. You might be going to prison yeah, I think versus you'd be fine. Texas is like a 25-year sentence. Versus, you know, Colorado, you're good. Yeah, I think that's kind of... And Colorado, that's where I'm actually moving to. And so it's like, and it's really not that far either. You drive through the states and you wouldn't even know. And so... um also, as it's becoming more legalized, we need to release people from prison who have been yeah, in that's prison like, that's because a, of drug charges. My big thing is if because of let's these say, marijuana charges. Let's say somebody were today get arrested twenty five years uh, for having marijuana, and um, two years, maybe, or maybe a decade. Let's say conservatively a decade from now, marijuana would be legal in Texas. Like, would they still keep them in jail? Because I know a lot of um, states that have decriminalized marijuana aren't they releasing a lot of their um, a lot of the people that have marijuana charges that are in prison for? Yeah, and I think you have to. Yeah, I mean, anything. I, I think it might be a law, or they need to make it a law. If it's not that, if you're in jail for a law, and that law is taken away, you should probably that's, be released and reimbursed. And so that's what I'm writing in my. Uh, post and so it's like how does uh this affect the federal government how does this affect community stuff like that and basically i'm writing about like how um if it's going to be signed into law that this drug is legal now then these people need to be released i wonder if they do get if they get released if they will get any sort of compensation no and see that's i don't think that they will and i kind of i'm not gonna say i don't think that they should i understand but it's like um it was legal when you did it but I it's not yeah, like a crime I understand anymore. That. So I think maybe not reimbursed, but I don't think you should be in jail anymore. Okay, and released. I also think that maybe no. and maybe no, no, no. Okay. I was going to think maybe take it away off of their uh, yes, record yes, so they can get a job. Say. That's what I was going to say. It's illegal now. Yeah. So that jail time that you served, you served that time. You're not going to get reimbursed from that jail time, but we're going to take this off your. Okay, record. I think if it's a possession charge. They it should be taken off, but if it was like a distribution charge, that's a different thing. Yeah, that's different. Because if you're um, selling, that's totally different. Yeah, and I mean, if you're selling, go to a dispensary and just yep. work there. Well, plus if you're selling, it's probably it's probably more than just marijuana. It's probably other it's possible. <laughs> other things too. So, but all right, I got one last sports story real quick before I got to hit class. Basically, um, I don't know if you watched football on Sunday. Um, unfortunately, I did. Yeah, the refs are blind. Absolutely. Both games were kind of, um, both games kind of ended very, like, very kind of sorry a lot of people thought. Um, 
the Patriots uh, Chiefs game ended in. Oh, they're both ended in overtime. Yeah, both ended in overtime. Theirs ended in an inner what would have been an interception mm-hmm. had it not been called what a neutral zone infraction. Mm-hmm. His helmet, come on, his hand may have been over the line, but it it like if you look at it, it didn't really look like it, but. Whatever. That's what the refs called. And so Tom Brady threw an interception, but at a ver- with a very, very late flag, they called a neutral zone infraction, so he got away with it, and it's fine. Um, whatever. However, this Saints-Rams game I don't, was uh, some bull. That's, it should be the Patriots-Saints. That's who I called is going to be in the Super Bowl. That's who should be in the I Super- honestly wanted to see the Chiefs go because I'm just a really good fan of Patrick Mahomes, and I think he's a really good kid, mm-hmm. and I think he's playing some really good football. Um, basically, uh, they screwed up. The NFL screwed up. Dude, they I missed can't a huge call. It. They missed a huge call. That, it, it wasn't even like maybe you know, like uh, maybe it was like kind of toss-up if it was or not. No, no it was a blatant. This was blatant head-to-head. <sighs> Well, helmet to helmet. Just. He hit him before the ball even got Yeah, him. I was about to say, it was, it, not only that did he, like, spear him, but it was a pass interference. He didn't even touch the ball yet. Yeah. Okay, so if you don't know what we're talking about, after all the insanity of Championship Sunday wrapped, it's almost hard to comprehend all of the crazy things that happened throughout the day. Go watch the highlights. It's crazy. One thing stood above all else. The Rams passed interference penalty against the Saints that went uncalled by referees and ultimately allowed the Rams to advance to their first Super Bowls in 2001. Lingering with that game and the outcome of the NFL's lack of statement about the lack of penalty. And lingering over that is a pretty insane and broad rule in the NFL rulebook that would allow NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, should he so choose to, reverse this and reschedule, reverse or reschedule the outcome of the game between the Saints and the Rams. Which I think they 100% should do something because that's a 15-yard penalty automatic first down. Yep. Uh, I think it's – well, for that particular situation, I believe it's it's not going to be where the flag is thrown. It's going to be where it was. But they still would have been uh, – It still would have been automatic first down. Exactly. And 15 yards or half distance to the goal. Like, so basically <laughs> this rule would allow Roger Goodell um, to either – tell the Rams sorry and send the Saints to the Super Bowl or he could make them play the game again. Um, either situation falls in the realm of deep unlikeliness. I, I feel like um, with just you can't go into the Super Bowl with this much controversy, this much yeah. um, distrust, I would say, in your um, staff Yeah, by the general population. And well... <sighs> Not only, not only that, and I know, I know you hate the Patriots, but I got to get into it. I, I no, 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 I like, yeah. <laughs> but they had, uh, they had a like somebody was pointing a laser at. Yeah, someone's pointing a laser at Brady. They said you saw the video. I didn't. I sh- it didn't look like a laser to me. It was green. Yeah. Green, no, no, green no, lasers no. are it, the powerful lasers that allow you to like. It didn't look like a laser to me, but it looked like something though. It well, like and something glare. was getting shined into into his eyes. That's why he threw that interception. I'm just saying. That's well, well, it happened Brady. multiple times. It's not just that interception. It happened multiple times, and they're looking into it. And I only bring this up because there's a fan wide, like a lot of the fans are suing the NFL about it. About that, I wouldn't sue. It. I wouldn't sue about that. They won the game. 
I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm not a Tom Brady hater. When it, I mean, I don't necessarily like him, but when it comes to football, I'm fair, and what's fair is fair. I don't think in that instance I would sue about that because there's so much other stuff well, going on. The thing on. is, not only that, but there, there's the there's also the lawsuit of the Saints, all their ticket holders, a lot of the um, their uh, the ones that have it for their season ticket holders as well are suing because of that missed uh, the missed call on the pass interference in the spear. We'll see. Okay, so this is the thing. It's Rule 17, Section 2, Article 1, and it states, The commissioner has the sole authority to investigate and take appropriate disciplinary and or corrective measures if any club action, non-participant mm-hmm. interference, or calamity occurs in an NFL game, which the commissioner deems so extraordinarily unfair or outside the accepted tactics encountered in professional football, such that such action has a major effect on the result of the game. See, this would have. Right from that, the non-participant in- interference, I could see that one for that for what they were saying with the laser. The other one is, it's completely, like, I think what they're doing is just to, to make, to try to force the NFL to, like, acknowledge it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's why they're making they the suit. They need to. Because um... I agree, like, it was, it's, ridiculous definitely for a championship game to miss such a blatant call and not have like the eyes in the sky be like hey guys maybe you should check that out you know review the play i think it's quite ridiculous well so what they're saying is like if that play if if that flag was thrown they would have either taken knees or run straight to the middle of the field minimal time on the clock they'd have called timeout kicked the field goal could have won the game won the game yeah and it's just of course, we don't know because we don't get that chance to, like, really see it. But it's just – it's very irritating. So like, – And definitely going into the NFL, I think they need to – well, they had also talked about they're going to pass a new uh, rule. They're thinking about it. That uh, thinking you about, can challenge those. Which I've thought needs to be a rule this whole time. Which I agree. I was like, why didn't they just throw a challenge play? And she's like, oh, you're not allowed to do that. I was like, what? You can't challenge a – play call you can challenge or you can you can't challenge a no flag you can't challenge a flag so i just i think they they need to really sit down and uh, look it over really think about what they're going to do and definitely get like new staff or make sure all of their refs or even have multiple refs on duty you know a lot more double up on refs i didn't say uh there was like a there in Louisiana, there's a uh, eye doctor that was giving free eye exams and free yeah. <laughs> out to know. NFL refs. So, <laughs> I just think they need to really sit down as an organization, figure it out, and um, hopefully we don't have anything like this happen in the Super Bowl. What I want to see is a replay of this game on Sunday. The Super Bowl isn't for two weeks. They're just throwing into they have time an overtime situation. That too, either but. one. But all that and more, uh, we'll get back to y'all on all this information. We'll find a lot of more about everything that's going on. We'll keep y'all updated mm. with what's going on in the NFL. Next week, we are going to talk about Fire Festival. Um, I know those two documentary drops, so I'm going to watch them both this week. Yeah, there's one on Hulu and one, and on, one Netflix, on Netflix. Yeah. So make so. sure, uh, if you kind of want to know what's going on with that, make sure, you know, check it out. Because I know we talked about the Fire Festival at least three times. Yeah. And kind of about how it is. So it's definitely something to go check out. And uh, we'll talk about that and more on next episode of Wave, Wave of the, the Planet. Planet. 
If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe for updates when new episodes drop. And follow our station on Twitter and on Facebook at The Planet 107 to see everything going on at Tarleton Radio.